This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Show Up Make Noise. My name is Zach. I'm Rick. And I'm Sam. Hey, we crushed it. We did it in order. (laughs) We made it all the way through. (laughs) No special guests in this introduction. (laughs) Yeah, today we're probably not taking a phone call, though Sam doesn't have his phone in his hand just in case somebody wants to call and tell him that he's won something. Well, I mean, one, always be prepared to win. I wake up in the morning thinking I'm a winner. And two, I'm just... (laughs) Scrolling through the Twitter feed, hoping to remember what I was going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's been talking nonstop since we got here about all the topics we were going to talk about on the podcast. I have been stuck in in the same windowless conference room all week talking about nothing but the single thing at work. So I get somewhere where I can talk soccer and they don't look at me like I'm the weird one. I mean, we're still kind of looking at you like you're the weird one. Yeah, but one. that's for like a whole different reason, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, guys, it's been uh, a couple weeks since we've talked to you. Um, it was one week from when we recorded that last episode to when we got to air, which is why none of it made any sense by the time it came out, uh, which I think adds to the comedy. Um, but uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff that Sam has figured out we're going to talk about today. Um, are we starting with our somewhat foray into news or are we going uh, totally off the rails right yeah, off the bat? Yeah, yeah, Well, you know, we try not to make an official point to talk about news, so I didn't put them in the show notes, but it, we, you know, we, as all, we always, we's always open with something nice. And, uh, wow. See, dude, I, 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 I am, oh, I'm going to hear about this from everyone I know who listens. All, all seven people are going to say this. I thought I was going to have to start with an apology. Dude, but, uh, <laughs> to be fair, it took us three tries to get through the 10, the ten seconds of silence to balance this. Uh, yeah, so uh, just start with some news and see, you know, what, there's a lot of things have happened in soccer. So just touch on what we're excited on. And then I've got some more formal structure leading up to, uh, of course, a Q&A for our socials. Hey, you know what would be fun? You know what we haven't actually talked about on the podcast since it became official? The new naming sponsor for the uh, stadium. So I'm going to show you. (laughs) I'm going to show you my notes and you'll see that they're nowhere on there. We know everyone knows how Zach personally feels about the uh, name. There's not a single person who's going to hear this who shouldn't already know how you feel about it. It's true. It's true. Not that you're wrong. <laughs> Just no one cares. No, that's not true. I, I mean, I, I think it's a big deal. I just, uh, there, there's no one we can attack and assault on social media that would move the needle. In it. Yeah, that's true. No, it's the, the funny thing is, is that the one thing I will say about that is that, you know, good or bad, people have both said, you know, we're glad you're fighting the fight and also shut the fuck up about it. Um, and I get both sides of it. And logically, I understand it doesn't matter. Like in in what I say doesn't matter. It's not that it, the, uh, the issue doesn't matter. The issue is of the most importance. Um, what I say about it will never matter because I don't have millions of dollars to buy senators to make something happen. So, um, the but, whole the whole point is that we're not going to be quiet about it. Yeah, and, and just because we we can't affect change directly doesn't mean you know you don't have. I'm going to say obligation. 
yeah. you know, to, to voice that, you know, it's a, if good men do nothing like that's, that's evil enough. Right. Well, so in a lot of what ends up being my polar personality to begin with is the fact that I'm essentially good at one thing. Cause I kind of grew up, it'll be rude to my mom to say an abusive household, but my mom is very, very good at finding your weak point and attacking it very, very quickly. Um, and so that's how I grew up interacting with people is, Oh, we cut them first. That's how we talk. Um, so that's why I'm good at what I do. And people enjoy when I'm taking on an opposing soccer player. Sometimes they don't enjoy as much when I'm taking on a corporation or, you know, the douchebags from the NGS. Yeah, so, Zach, you've got a gigantic <laughs> voice, but it's a much larger void that you're screaming into. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, um, but the the thing that makes me good at what I do is also the thing that makes me bad at what I do. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a double edged sword. It's a little bit of King Midas. I, I turn everything I touch into insults. <laughs> I once had a uh, student when I was a high school teacher said, it's like talking, I, talking to me is like talking to a brick wall that hates you. So, um, Holy shit. The- <laughs> it's true, right? Like it's it's the truest fucking it's description. It's absolutely perfect. I can also apply that to very specific group of people I work with. <laughs> true. Plus, I don't I don't feel like you hate me. There's a, there's a little bit of tolerance there for Rick and I. It's not just like raw, raw unfiltered rage. Yeah, no, it's it. There is love there. It's just it. It's hard to come out. <laughs> like those fish that swim underneath the sharks to avoid getting eaten. Oh, we totally lost you there for a second. I lost, or maybe it was just my head. No, I heard out. sharks. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe it just dropped out on my side. We're a little janky here on our... Uh, yeah, we're back in Studio Z tonight. I made that up. This is the name of your basement now for where we record. Don't don't say it. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> just laugh at it and move on. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody, nobody else is in this room, uh, but we, we were uh, doing some final research before uh, recording this episode and uh, some information just came to light, which, you know, we'll touch on. Um, to quote Jeb Bush, please laugh. <laughs> We, oh God, you know what? We should go back to the episode we recorded with Seabeck uh, at Schlafly, where he was just like, oh, Rick, the sniper, and just make that a soundbite. So really every should. time we hit a zing, just slam it on the media panel. So it <laughs> If I ever decide that I'm going to spend money on the podcast, like if it's ever to the point where we're going to get a real console instead of the piece together shit yeah. that I've done so far, uh, I will absolutely get something so we can launch a couple of Rick, yeah. uh, just Rick centric zinger buttons. But the problem is, is Rick is usually our engineer while we're recording. So Rick's going to have to launch his own zinger buttons. <laughs> Are we turning into a morning show? I mean, I love it. We were barely better than a morning show to begin with. We we talk about pseudo news and then giggle to ourselves for yeah, two we, hours. We definitely <laughs> bullshit like a morning. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, this uh, this next one's sponsored by. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, we could say everything we do is sponsored by Schlafly, except the things that Zach. You know, does. I was actually coming. I, you know, I'm glad you you brought that up. I was gonna just because we can and because they're good to us. Bring up, you know. As always, we support Schlafly and we love those guys and uh, you should too. Yeah, I think um, as we start moving forward, 
podcast wise uh we're also probably going to start trying to utilize that studio a little bit more just to make it a little bit more central uh i think you know as we get going and have more guests and that kind of stuff i think we'll try and continue to lean on them and they've been a really good partner yeah speaking of schlafly i think somebody important from them just retired so uh i don't know your name but congratulations to you yeah stephen hale uh yeah Yeah, the the brewmaster extraordinaire Mm -hmm. there stephen hale uh and i don't know if it was through the show up make noise account or the other account we threw him a uh, a little bit of a shout but yeah that that dude's incredible um and i always enjoyed his videos when he went and stood on top of the the building and then took video of the construction happening because those were always real fun videos on instagram from the shafley account so uh but yeah they've uh they're good people over they're, there they're good people so uh a little free PR for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing, nothing's free. They've given us way more than we could ever give them that's with true. our 12 that's, listeners. That's, uh, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. So uh, we got to address the the big thing. Uh, also, man, running a Twitter account for a whole week it like could be very time consuming. Like you could you lose yourself in it. Yeah. it's uh, And then I'm like, shit, did I already retweet that? Did I already comment on that? Like, did I already talk to this person or that person? Or like, yeah. I mean, it's it it creates a, a certain neuroses <laughs> that that is hard to overcome. So yeah, I felt it super hard this week. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, the Twitter takeover was all in all uh, a success. We didn't get banned. Nobody yelled at us. Nobody, <laughs> nobody tried banned, to pick a fight. If we didn't get banned when I'm doing it, we're definitely <laughs> not going to get banned when you're doing it. Yeah, it's uh, the perfect time though to turn it back over to you if you want it because the Ticketmaster chart for the next Charlotte game. <laughs> I have not seen it. There's <laughs> nobody going to that game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chuckles. Oh my god. Look, not not that I'm surprised. I mean, you know, it <laughs> literally everybody predicted that. Yeah. Big shiny new toy goes big in the first game. Everyone shows up, shows out. I, they had a predictably embarrassing goal to. I mean, it was a screamer, but it ended exactly how I thought it was going to end. Yeah, I just you put them in a seventy-five thousand seat or whatever their actual, you know full sellout size is they're never going to get even close to filling that on a regular basis. It, right. It doesn't have, I mean, that's, that's burnabout numbers. That's, but to their credit, they took Cincinnati off the top of the record book. And for that, they will always have my gratitude. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like Cincinnati and, and Charlotte are just going to compete for wooden spoon and like butt of joke for quite a while i i just hope we don't follow them like everything i know about st louis soccer from experience says we're gonna be cincinnati part (laughs) due so uh i just don't it did uh it did spurn some interesting conversations on other st louis city socials uh about the stadium size and why, you know, the stadium size was picked the way it was. Uh, it's been no secret what the number is, but Taylor Twelman brought it to the forefront again, 60,000 ticket deposits. But like, there's there's no way in hell that just because they got 60,000 deposits, you get 60,000 people who actually want tickets. Just like people put down for eight tickets. There's no way in hell they're going to get eight tickets, but it's sweeping. It's like, why not build like a 50,000 person stadium? Like, what a what a waste of space that would be right yeah i just look we could have built a thirty-five thousand seat stadium and we probably could have filled it for the first couple years as long as we continue to win um but if we don't win 
consistently in the first couple years, a 35,000 seat stadium is going to start missing five to 10,000 seats pretty consistently, yeah, especially then, on Tuesdays and, you know, games where they aren't super high attendance numbers to begin with games where we would have, you know, 4,000 on a Saturday when St. Louis FC was both playing and decent. Uh, and on that same Tuesday game in exactly the same condition, you'd have 2,000, 2,500. Yeah. But if the team's out there fucking dog every week, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if it's 35 or 22,000, there's going to be empty seats. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like in it's, it is easier to fill a 22,000 seat stadium every day of the week than it is. Yeah. I, I agree. Entirely. Yeah. 35,000 because the 35,000, you have availability for everybody to get seats every time, theoretically. Whereas a 25,000 seat stadium, there are going to be 5,000 people every time who don't get seats who will snap them up for the games yeah. on Tuesday or whenever else where I mean, people don't normally want to it's go a to good marketing. Games. It's a good marketing thing, too. You know, yeah. play into the demand. And, you know, if let's say, you know, if we do shit the bed, you know, they're not out you know, 15,000 seats. That, exactly. You know, may or not, may not get there, so. And I just like, in general, I like the fact that it's small and people are also kind of complaining about ticket prices. And I think that they did this intentionally. They built in exclusivity, like the whole thing in the way that they've run everything is that kind of St. Louis in crowd type of thing. And that's whether or not they did it intentionally. That is a thing here, Uh, especially coming from an, you know, an outsider because I'm not originally from here. You could definitely see the stratification of click in so many different things in the society in, in St. Louis specifically. So um, I think that exclusivity is something they wanted whether consciously or unconsciously. Oh, absolutely, absolutely a calculated choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if we can put together a decent team and if so, um, you know, what that translates out into, into, you know, support. Well, speaking of putting together a decent team. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, we always, <laughs> we always say we're not going to talk about news, but, you know, everybody gets a, gets a chip in. Uh, hey, Rick. Hmm. What's up, dude? I'm here. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, interesting soccer news you've caught up on this week. Uh, apparently, there's a new Mario Strikers game coming out soon. Oh. <laughs> a man after my own heart. If uh, if there's no other reason to join the show up, make noise uh, Discord account, it's that when Mario Strikers comes out, there will be a Mario Strikers dedicated channel. <laughs> On the show of Make Noise Discord account uh, to house all of the players for the show up Make Noise uh, mm-hmm. Mario Strikers mm-hmm. Club uh, because that will 100%. Yeah, be practices are going to be uh, 30% <laughs> practice, 70% rage throwing controllers around for losing in Mario Strikers. No, the, the Austins are going to team up and just wipe the floor with everybody. And if we play threes, then it's going to be Austin, Austin, and. I think we actually have three Austins. Uh, I thought we had two Austins and a Clayton from Austin. Ah, uh, you're right. We do have yeah. two Austins. So if we played threes, Austin. then, you know. Yeah. How many Austins we got here? You know? They could be the ACA. Yeah. How many Austins are on this ship? 
I don't know. You man. see, there, there's Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. So there's three Marios. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sam. Some somebody from uh, a team you know quite a bit about uh, got signed. When I tell you that I was bouncing in my seat reading the official, we all knew it was going to happen. But until it's official, I I temper everything. Uh, also, is all like I I guess I've never paid attention to MLS transfer news. Period. Is all MLS transfer news like every, we know this shit like four weeks ahead of time? It seems that way. Like there's. There's no such thing as secrecy or anything crazy. Like, okay, so we knew that the Blues were shopping for Ryan O'Reilly. Like, we knew he was a hot target, but, like, it wasn't every day somebody was leaking something. The Blues are closer. The Blues are closer. The Blues are going to sign him. The Blues have signed him, just not officially. Oh, hey, it's official. It was like, yeah, we're chasing Ryan O'Reilly. And then at, like, 1030 on a Tuesday, bam, the Blues have acquired Ryan O'Reilly for a bag of pucks and some guys who are worth bags of pucks. Like, <laughs> but, but but with MLS, it's like, well, shit, man, these rumors, they come out as rumors, but there's so many people with so many sources like. Well, and I mean, it seems like, you know, it comes out as rumor five days ahead of time. And yeah. then in those four days, it goes from this is a rumor to this is done, which I guess means they've been working on it for months, right? I guess that's the yeah, reality yeah. of it is it's been, it's been in the works for months and it just, we just know about it. Well, and then, ahead of time. Then so it, like the, the league becomes their own leak. I think so. So that's, that's what I'm fucking saying, man. Like, <laughs> Sam just got real. God, there was an entire corkboard of just yarn, red yarn that appeared on the wall in front yeah, of us. I wish you could have seen because that. Because they're the fucking. <laughs> you can't see, but there's actually a tinfoil hat on top of a tinfoil hat on top. They're of publishing their own rumors. This is 100% a PR game. It's bullshit. Wake up, sheeple. No. Do your research. No, man. So MLS on their fucking website is publishing rumors about player signings. Like, why, why is the league peddling the rumor mill? Let some schmuck in a basement somewhere peddle the rumor mill. That's like, that's right. their job. Yeah, it's, it's our fucking job, man. It's, it's like MLS jealous. having their own fucking podcast. Get out of your... <laughs> stay in your lane, man. Look, look, look okay. <laughs> if I plan out everything I'm going to make for dinner for the whole week... Right. And on Monday, I say, huh, rumor mill, Sam might be making bacon cheeseburgers on Tuesday. Is that a fucking rumor? Or did I write on my menu board in my kitchen Tuesday, bacon cheeseburger? Like, I don't know. I just know. You have no way of knowing it could be Thursday. (laughs) Here's the thing. Every time I plan out my week uh, meals by Tuesday, I'm eating Arby's. But you're not a (laughs) you're not like a multi-million billion run by rich old white men who control everything organization my question is what is mls's arby's cincinnati (laughs) wow that's not true No, Arby's is way better than Skyline. <laughs> that's MLS and Skyline chili. You eat it and instantly regret it. All right. Okay. <laughs> we we never even got on the rails today. We got we started. We got the intro in, and then we were just no. We were up. we were off the rails when we sat here, and you said, "Man, we should have been recording this whole time." <laughs> 
I don't know. No, no, it's it's killer news. And I, you know, honestly, I have some concerns and reservations which are well-founded and perfect for this podcast. Uh, I was giddy jumping in my chair at work in these conference rooms while this was happening. And finally, I was staring at my phone with this huge smile on my face. I'm slamming away at all these tweets and texts and everything. And uh, one of my one of my other managers leans over like, what are what is going on? Why are you so excited? And I explained how big Roman Berkey coming to St. Louis was in a way that didn't actually explain to him, a non-soccer person, how big of a deal it was. Like, this is huge, man. Like, I wake up on weekends at 6 a.m. to watch to watch this team. And I know he lost it, lost his his first team spot, but that doesn't make him any less of a fucking stellar keeper. Like, this is huge. And he's coming to MLS where the like the peak skill level is miles below some of the talent that you see coming out of these German leagues. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you see one or two American kids who are at the top of MLS going into, um, you know, some of those German teams and sometimes making a difference and sometimes riding the bench. Yeah. And look, I mean, I, I am prepared to take a lot of shit for this statement, but Polisic didn't walk into Dortmund and find huge success because he's Christian Polisic. He found huge success because of the people he was playing up front with. Yeah. And they could move the ball and Jaden Sancho can cross that fucking ball all over the field all day. No issues. And Polisic knew where to be to get it. Well, and I also think those kind of clubs give you the opportunity to grow and get the kind of coaching you're never going to get here. Which, yeah. You know, no, absolutely. Another like three years ago, you and I had this conversation at breakfast one day like Germany is the best place for a U.S. player to go to get better. Yeah. I mean, it, I just think the German league builds good players like they build good, industrious, hardworking players. They yeah, don't build it's that, it's that whole style. It's that whole culture. Yeah. They don't build Cristiano Ronaldo's, you know, but they, they've got uh, Robert Lewandowski who can go out and, you know, score a million goals yeah. with they, his eyes closed. They build high press, high pressure, offensive mentality, get physical. If you have to get physical, like it's a, it's a style of play that translates well into other leagues. Yeah. And I just, I mean, that's, I guess, the whole philosophy that we are Seems building to be. here. So, um, and then you were talking your, you know, your own rumor mill thing. We've got one more potential defender coming in, which again is another of yeah. that style of absolutely. Uh, Swiss is no, he's not Swiss. No, he's Swedish. Uh, he's Swedish. Joachim Nielsen. It's uh, Too now many this this name has been on the board. We're talking about wire uh, string and everything. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the big circle board. This guy's, <laughs> but this guy's been on the board. Yeah. like for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it's like it's no secret that we were pursuing him and in talks and he had some other offers out there. But like as soon as it came across, it was pretty widely accepted that we're just sitting around waiting for it. Yeah. So for fucking MLS to post an article on their goddamn website to say, hey, there's a rumor that Nielsen's going to be signed by St. Louis City. Is there a fucking rumor or did it like just happen? And you're like, we we need to put out three articles today and we've only written two of them. So let's find some shit and throw It's just it fucking infuriates me. <laughs> like as someone who's done journalism and reporting and writing and it's just fucking lazy. I like that of all the things MLS could infuriate you with, <laughs> their journalism is the one that gets you. Well, all the, all the bullshit that gets you right. I'm just sitting here like, I'm getting like super. All the bullshit that riles you up, man. I just expect that from these fucking pieces of shit. 
I mean, it, I don't know that it riles me up. I just point out all the fucking uh, hypocrisy through every right. bit of what yeah. they are. So uh, anyway, so one big piece of transfer news, one super big transfer rumor, which, you know, Tuesday at 7 a.m., check your phone because that's when we tend to make crazy announcements on the St. Louis City app. Yeah, that that is very much their, their thing is a 7 a.m. announcement, which... Yeah. They must have done some research about that. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, you do a 5 o'clock announcement, you get four hours of people talking about so, it. You do a 7 a.m. announcement, you get yeah, four hard, hours. Yeah, hard left on data and things that, that interest and excite me. Uh, the Blues did a whole study on this when they shifted. This was like... I want to say five years ago, but five years ago to me is really like seven or eight, or eight years ago. Like, the 90s was just 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, a whole big study on social media and you know a lot of the nhl teams were just active in the evening because that's when teams played and uh when they they shifted their their presence and what they wanted to get out of social media they started posting you know 8 30 10 30 11 2 and found that posting during the morning was getting a lot of responses and interactions from people and it makes sense because everybody's awake and nobody wants to actually do their job yeah. so it's a it's a good window to bring in social media because everyone's active on their phones. Yeah. Yeah. And those of us who have to be on it for work, uh, it's real easy to get sucked into the fun conversation. I, not I want conversation. nothing more than to have this email I'm writing be interrupted by a tweet about something exciting. And I'm down that rabbit hole. Like the fucking email <laughs> can wait. Oh, man. It's, it's so much of the time is do I respond to this tweet or do I fill out this Facebook ad? And uh, if you've ever filled out a Facebook ad, I would literally rather gouge my eyes out with an ice pick sometimes mm -hmm. than fill out Facebook ads. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not a hard choice of, right. of destroy somebody on Twitter or, you know, do my actual job. So, um, no. Uh, so what other we got any other actual uh, soccer news that we're going to try and cover? Or are we going to get off into fucking around about chance and stuff? <laughs> We all know how Ooh. much some of us despise Man City. That's true. They're only a point out right now. <laughs> I uh, I did not. I saw that Everton won today. That was the only thing mm -hmm. that I, I've paid attention to recently. There's uh, a top half of this table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to win the other day, didn't you? Don't worry, man. You still have a jersey sponsor and a, and a sleeve sponsor. Honestly, like the best thing going for Watford right now is that Elton John hasn't died. You can fly to games if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no. People can come watch your third coach have a heart attack on the field. Like you have all these opportunities. Things are looking so up for you guys right now. Yeah, we're uh, we're really going for that single season coaching record. Yeah, man. It's uh, the the Premier League with all of the. I don't know. It's just honestly, everything kind of sucks right now because every time I start thinking about, oh, I should talk about this or complain about that, I remember there's a war going on, and then I, I just like I, I get taking the deep perspective on it. No, like it just so like I was gonna complain about Chelsea doing that, but then I was like, well, Chelsea's doing that because Russia sucks, and um, Russia founded our team and made Chelsea the only thing that. You know, like we we are founded on mm -hmm. dirty Russian blood. Oh, is, is that we're absolutely Russia FC? One hundred percent, and it's it's never not been that. Like yeah, it's yeah. never it's never changed that. And I've you know as long as I cared to dig into Chelsea, I've known who Roman Abramovich was. Um, 
and it and it didn't matter because it was it was you know it didn't it wasn't world news you know like it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't causing people to die it, it caused a couple of russian billionaires well, yeah, to die a couple of those shareholders died yeah yeah but i mean you know allegedly they also again chose to do business with the devil and when yeah. you choose to do business with the devil when the devil kills you you can't be all that terribly surprised about it so um like the fact that this is happening to chelsea and Will it change anything for the rest of the league? You know, will all of a sudden Man City become a target because, you know, Saudi Arabia does terrible shit or, you know, will any of those other people founded or, you know, funded by blood money? Well, is it going to change anything? If uh, if that's the route, then like if uh, if the domino knocks down Man City, then what happens to New York City? Who's basically the baby brother well and that's what i'm saying like there are these big conglomerates that yeah, are yeah. run no, by you're absolutely blood money. right yeah, like, absolutely you know right. so it, i think the the difference is one of them's killing a shitload of people publicly i mean Saudi Arabia. Yeah, okay, okay. I, yeah didn't they yeah. just have, like execute 81 people yeah. in one day yeah. i mean yes. theoretically all those people had been tried of something but yes they did literally just yeah, kill yeah. 81 people in a right killing. yeah so, no i i you know i i don't know man i i we could we could talk about it for the whole rest of the pod but like show co- up make politics co- well coming down the way they did like there's a difference between sanctioning roman abramovich and sanctioning Chelsea, like taking action to hurt that guy who is worth a shitload of money and very clearly tied to whatever politically, you know, all the stuff. I just I don't want to get into it because I don't want to get into that rabbit hole. Yeah, there's a difference between that and targeting the club because of. The, I mean, this isn't one of his like five hundred million dollar fucking yachts that are just going to pull up in a in a, a European Union owned port and they're going to be like, sorry, bro, you can't go anywhere. Like. Yeah, there there are other jobs. ways. Well, there are other ways it could have gone about it. Like, yeah. look, he, he can't make money off the club. Fine, get him the fuck out. Uh, he can't sell the club. Fine, he gives up the club. But like, put it, put it in like you know the shareholders or board of trustees, or like the 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 uh, charities board that at least got like Emma Hayes and Thomas Tuchel and like a whole bunch of people behind the scenes are on it. Like, those people are not Roman Abramovich. Like, let them. So the charity thing, I actually read the the article that explained why a lot of those people can't. It's because they are involved with businesses that theoretically in some way compete with something that Chelsea does, you know, one way or the other. They have competing interests. So a lot of those people can't actually be in any way governing that thing. But like there are the chief executive officer who isn't Roman Abramovich is the same guy and he's you know like maria whatever her name is i'm not gonna get her her yeah 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 yeah. but i'm not gonna she could continue to run the club now she's also probably you know she she also stepped away did she yeah yeah. but whoever her assistant also also russian also full of blood money yeah also left the club whoever her assistant there's gotta be somebody (laughs) there that they can black and white no not tie back yeah to all the sanctions and everything, it should be like, look, you're just driving the ship. You're yeah. not making a shitload of money off of it. You're not making decisions that are going to impact, impact yeah. everything down the road. But you're just driving the ship to say, look, we're still here. 
We, yeah. you know, and even if you want to, you can't buy merch, you can't sell concessions, but let fans come to a game. Like, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the fan. Like, it's always the fans that get fucked. Like, Roman Abramovich didn't give Chelsea money, you know, Chelsea fans money. Like, it's not he he built a team off of terrible things, but like the fans. And again, nobody feels bad for Chelsea fans. We've we've won everything in you know the last. 20 years because of blood money. So nobody feels bad for Chelsea fans, but like the kid who's eight, who grew up loving Chelsea and was going to go to the next game who now can't go to the next right. game. And his parent has to explain it's because, you know, this other country is going to war and killing free, you know, uh, innocent people like that that doesn't make sense to an eight year old. And it doesn't have anything to do yeah, with exactly the game. The well, on the, the weekend, a Chelsea fan who goes to the game is not in a position to say, Oh, you took away our seats. This fucking sucks. I'm going to do something about the crisis in Russia and Ukraine because of this. Uh, they're in England. Like they can't affect any change from there. Yeah. It's so it, it's just, yeah. you know, we, we got way we got way more political than we should ever get. Yeah. No, you're, uh, you're right. We, this, this might be one of those things we fix in post. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, good news. You know, Chelsea women won one nothing. Chelsea men won one nothing. The women are poised that, with games in hand to actually catch Arsenal. Did you see when they told there was a, an actual clip of somebody telling Tuchel because they asked him, you know, um, what's it going to be like playing without fans? And he goes, wait, what? <laughs> like he didn't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> Somehow well, that's like he when they were know. asking him, they were like bombarding him about questions about Abramovich and rushing. He's like, I look, dude, I manage the team. Yeah. We're going to go in and we're going to practice. And we're going to play a game. I'm the manager. I'm not and like, people are like, well, he's the figurehead. He should know. But like, also he's right. He doesn't get paid to talk about Roman Abramovich and the Russia sanctions. He no. gets paid to talk about whether Reese James is finally going to be healthy enough to go for a full 90 and can in swing the fucking ball to find Timo Warner to send it 10 feet over the fucking post. <laughs> I was going to say, if you said Timo Warner is going to score your goal, I was just going to start laughing because uh, right, right. That, that man is on this team for one reason. It's just to run real fucking fast, real fast, <laughs> real, real fast. Gotta go fast. <laughs> All right, let's get back to St. Louis. Uh, yeah, uh, so let's talk. You wanted to talk fan experience council. I thought that was yeah, where yeah. We were so start. yeah, so the, the <laughs> first thing, uh, with, first thing, fan experience council. We did have a fan experience <laughs> council meeting. Uh, it was at Bar K, which if you have a dog and have not been, um, so long as your dog is not prone to overstimulation, uh, it's a pretty fun place to go. But if you or your dog are prone to overstimulation, it might not be the best place to go. There's a lot of shit going on, and it's very loud. And for a dog who is socialized but not used to an absolute shit show, it's a little stressful. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. And we were in a private room. Yeah. Yeah. We we were in the least active spot you could be. (laughs) And still a lot going on. Uh, But yeah, that was it was a fun one. Um, My favorite part was Rick. (laughs) <laughs> about an hour after we get home sending a text oh fan experience council was tonight wasn't, wasn't it, it? <laughs> yeah uh no it was a it was a good one we they kind of you know picked up where they left off a little bit a couple months ago talking about uh the game day experience and how to leverage the technologies they have versus like what's your game day experience but it was more 
how can technology help you? Like, what do you want from technology to leverage your game day experience? And that was, that was nice. Also, <laughs> uh, Kelly's big takeaway. She's like, I was the only one in the room who wanted an email. Like we're over here, like we're talking about like push notifications and going to the app and things. She's like, send me an email. It's the only way I'm going to read this. Yeah, actually, I was text message, I think, because I'm not. It was either text message or social media because I'm not I'm not going to open their app. Every time I open their app, yeah. I'm disappointed. So, but it greets you by name. That'll kill somebody. Hello, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I, opening that app is truly awful. I have to look <laughs> somewhere else for eight seconds. <laughs> it know. just hurts my eyes. Actually, you like know, fireworks show. That's a good point. <laughs> Somebody brought up on one of our shows, actually, when we we're talking about the app about turning off all of that shit because yeah. it's stimulating. Yeah. Well, and if like I have my thing that's supposed to keep me focused during the day on, you know, it's, it's supposed to block all my apps. So every time I open an app that has one of those things, I then have to close the app again and then reopen the app because because it stops it like mid through that animation, the app then bricks itself and can't fucking function. So every one of those apps that has a display screen then makes it. So I have to relaunch the app every time I open it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I look, it's, it's pretty, it is a very pretty app and it might become useful during game day. Um, but it just i i read it for the articles I, but even the uh, there's no articles like every quote unquote article is a picture with four words on it like the get to know you sam is 35 and loves soccer that's literally it like your get to know me section was one sentence that was barely about the sport of soccer yeah. so like what the fuck are we getting to know matt uh well I mean, shout out to a uh, relatively new Lug and, and all around great dude, Michael Hafner, who's been writing the yeah. Legacy series. And that's been pretty interesting. So, and I will give Michael and Zach, those two guys actually write shit for that uh, app. And I do enjoy that. And I will, when they post that they've written something, I will go check it out because I will read anything Michael Hafner does. Uh, I enjoy him and his wife. They're both uh, amazing human beings uh, that we started talking to, I think, at a second shift thing once. And um, yeah, it, was in the, it was in the parking lot at second shift yeah, yeah, that they rolled up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, just super glad to have met mm -hmm. them. They're mm -hmm. real neat people. Uh, but yeah, I, I do actually enjoy when they write an article, but 90% of it, it's just, you know, the same instagram uh pretty pictures and they just i just don't care so but they're credited now they are yeah uh another thing that zach yelled at somebody about uh, so anyway um i use uh, the app for one thing and one thing only but i'm not going to talk about that because i'm afraid they'll take that feature away oh my god it makes oh me laugh my... every fucking time it happens what, what? <laughs> you, you'll have to check it out because i'm not gonna i will also not say it because i don't want them to take it away <laughs> but it does make me laugh every time you i do want it. to do <laughs> every time oh god damn it <sighs> oh, go rick uses my favorite feature on the app to constantly <laughs> talk about how he doesn't use the app <laughs> God damn it! So much of what Rick does God, makes me. It's all right. We'll we'll do we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it in the post. Though. It's, fine. it's fine. Uh, real meta level trolling on Twitter that I get going on there. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Rick does fun trolling. Zach does angry trolling. 
But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, talked about like how to leverage the technology to improve the game day and like what what do people want again? Do you want to push notification, an email, text message? It was a lot of logistical questions. Yeah, they they talked a lot about the types of things that you can do, uh, the types of they like to use the word experience a lot uh, at engagement. Nauseam. Yeah. Engagement experience. Um, but the idea is, is that they really do want to figure out because they understand the problem of soccer. Um, they understand that there is a minimal amount of time before a game and a very, very minimal time during a game that people actually go to the bathroom and get food. And that's that, 30 minutes before the game and then that 15 minutes of uh, halftime or 20 minutes of halftime. Um, and they are doing what they can to alleviate those problems um, to the point that they've shown us things that even though we don't sign NDAs, we're being gracious enough not to talk about. You're fucking welcome. Uh <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I we, 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 we I, it's a good point. You're right. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're at least providing the courtesy of being like, look, this is really cool. This is something we want to talk about. But like, what can't we talk about? And this is one of those times that we actually finally got it in writing. Yeah. That we can't talk about. Yeah. So, it, look, they are they are trying to do things that will, to use Matt's word, be frictionless and frictionless in the context in which they are talking about it is something that did actually get me excited. I don't get excited about a yeah, lot of this no, shit. No, you're, you're absolutely So there, there's two words that keep coming up, you know, when we're talking about technology and engagement and experience. Uh, That's three words. Well, I, said, I said when we're talking about <laughs> where somebody hit the Rick Singer button. <laughs> Snipe. Snipe. <laughs> uh, you know, you you had mentioned uh, frictionless. Yes. You know, the other one is is contactless. Yes. Which make the same action, but mean different things. Yes. Uh, but they're killer. I also I don't really care so much about contactless. I think it's cool. You know, in out chip scan beep whatever versus like staring at a draft and staring at a menu and having to count out uh cards like contactless is cool they just put it on the table and you grab it and walk away but it's the frictionless part that really gets me excited yes um and the way that it they've talked about doing beverage service and some of those things and i, I think he said we could talk about this and if we can't i'm fucking sorry but um the more prepackaged type of stuff. So yeah, we've yeah. always had good draft options. And if you want a draft, I'm sure there's going to be a way you can get a draft. Um, but realistically, we all know shit goes faster if it's all prepackaged. Mm -hmm. yeah. And beer doesn't matter if it's prepackaged because we all buy prepackaged beer all the time and it's fucking delicious. So it doesn't change anything. Um, and, and the idea that you can frictionlessly get free beer uh, not free beer, but frictionlessly get beer and get back to your seat in a way that makes it so you might not have to wait in a line at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. Could be crazy to mm -hmm. me. And that is that is exciting because I don't. Those of you who know what 
we do at a game. Um, and if you don't know, uh, I'm sorry you've been listening to us for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be fun because of all the ones that were going to be fun. This probably wasn't going to be it. But um, we'll we'll put all the bird songs in there <laughs> at the very end. Stick around. It'll be worth it. Um, <laughs> but we we don't have a lot of time in between games. We get there an hour and a half to two hours early um, to set drums up. We are playing from 10 minutes before the game to halftime and then five minutes before halftime's up till the end of the game. We don't have a lot of time in there. And thankfully, the way that we've done things, we've had people that have brought beer and brought provisions and things to us. But the times we do leave, we need to be able to get out and back very quickly and a lot of the things that city is promising or hoping to be able to achieve would make it so that we could actually go out and get our own beer during halftime. Um, and that would be a, a really cool thing to do. Yeah. And, and one of the examples that, that I brought up during the, uh, the council and, and, you know, it's just kind of always in the back of my mind. We talk about this is the, the women's game at Bush, uh, you know, we were there setting up and, and, you know, hundred degree heat in the middle of the day. Uh, Kelly didn't get there until closer to game time because she has to work, gets in, comes in, puts her shit down on the, the bleachers where we're at. <laughs> didn't have a beer. Got to go get a beer. Well, the lines at the stadium to wait, to get a draft, to get them to pour it, to get them to give it to you, to get to pay for it and get back to the seat. She missed the first goal. Yeah. Just just from waiting in line to get a beer. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, we've all we've all done it. I I go to a lot of concerts. That's my my thing. And drink lines at concerts are the worst part of every fucking concert. Like and especially because I really don't drink like I drink a cider or two at a game. But for the most part, I'm not a heavy drinker. So um, the fact that I wait in such long lines, oftentimes just to get a water just right. yeah, yeah. kills me because I'm sitting crammed up against a bar with 40 other people trying to get the attention of one person right. who can serve me where if everybody can theoretically do I don't know what words I'm supposed to use here but frictionless where you can go grab whatever the fuck it is you want and and yeah it hit so like you know hit the app and be like I need a water and a beer yeah and you get up out of your seat you go to that app and you're like yeah water beer click go and then by the time you get to that that you know staging area grab and go market concession yeah. whatever it it looks like yeah is there with your name on it say show them the phone be like see i bought this and then you're yeah. gone and that's it and they and the way i understand it, it might even be cooler than that but again we can't talk about it so we'll see we'll see where we go we'll see again i think we could say that i think i think there's some there's some stuff they're working on which is very interesting and we'll see if it pans out i'm excited yeah, so I, soccer is a game that never it's not like cricket where you, you know, you bowl your over and then there's a whole pitching change and you can go do whatever you want while they're doing all that. Soccer never stops. So I like it, that you use cricket instead of fucking baseball. So 90 percent of our audience dude, would understand what bro, you're talking okay, about. One, not <laughs> not baseball season and uh, never dude, baseball season. Damn near never <laughs> baseball season. Uh, no, the, the women's ICC World Cup is right now and it's playing live on Hulu and ESPN plus. And so at night, instead of like, what stupid show am I going to binge watch on Netflix? I'm like, ah, cricket. Bro, it's been a it's been like a week and a half, and I feel like I actually understand cricket. 
I I have tried a couple times and I just but I've heard that the sh- there are short games of cricket and then there are like test there are, frames of it, cricket. The, the, yeah, yeah. But the point so rough equation to baseball. A pitcher throws six pitches and then fucks out somewhere else. Really? And then they bring in a new person who pitches six pitches and then they fuck off somewhere so else. So everyone's a pitcher? Well, sort of. Yeah. But the, the point is there's a lot of stop and go and stop and go where you can go get food versus soccer where it's like what as drummers we know the second you look away somebody's gonna put the ball in the back of the fucking net yeah i'm gonna look down to try to open a beer and ciceroni has run the entire length of the field and buried one top bin yeah 100 percent. so anyway also ciceroni and dequa scored in the last time i checked out a uh a pittsburgh score nice and i'm always happy when both of those guys are winning yeah for sure for sure uh, no, it's good stuff. So, uh, cool things coming out of the FX Council. I know we spent a lot more time talking about it uh, compared to the amount of exciting information that came out of it. But like, I, I'm genuinely excited to see this integrated into my game day. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that all the stuff we're talking about at the FX Council wasn't 90% of what we talked about at the FX Council. 90% of what we talked about at the FX Council was talking about the thing we've already talked about. Yeah, but that one also very explicitly started with a... We would appreciate you not sharing it. I mean, my version of it would not paint them in any good light uh much less the version that they shared so we'll we'll give them that courtesy and not talk about it um so uh so next up uh we had a lot of good feedback from the last episode that people enjoyed when we were you know talking about the drums and talking shop yeah uh, i is, is this gonna air before the game on the 25th uh yeah the i we're actually home. I'm just going to try and knock it out. All right, we'll cool. So I don't want to give too it. much away, uh, but we've got, dare I say, big things popping in the dream <laughs> in the drum world. That was a daring thing to say. I, <laughs> I don't know if we got that pass. We got that cleared. We might might have to go back and edit that. Uh, well, you know, uh, I think the last time we we talked about drums, there was a lot of maybe this, maybe that got a lead on something. So, you know, we've been able to build our, our collection the way, you know, we've talked about it. And, uh, now it's just a matter of piecing everything together, making sure it works, making sure it sounds good. Uh, you know, we talked about paint a lot too. Stu's got a pretty good lead on city red. You know, just hoping to see how that pans out. Nice. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, well, we actually yeah, yeah. at that FX council, honestly, oh, shit, the most you weren't there. Yeah. How how long and I'm going to put him on blast for this. How long have we been talking to Seaback about these goddamn color swatches so we know what the fucking colors of this team are and we can get some fucking paint? Yeah, we actually, months and months and months and months. Well, hot damn, he came through. And Stu left with him. <laughs> no, in all fairness, he uh, he was toying with the idea of a TIFO or something for that Lou City game. So we sent him home with the swatches, but he found somebody to color match them. Yeah, well, and Stu also has more free time than you do, I think, considering you are in prime baby watch time. Yeah, right we're now. in prime like sit around and wait time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Sam's uh, Sam's free time is all spoken for whether or not he actually has stuff to do or not. Uh, because he's in prime baby time. So, uh, and anybody who's, who's ever had a baby understands that and schmucks like me who are never going to have a kid, uh, just act like we do. So, um, 
but yeah, that was that was nice that we actually got the swatches. There's, um, a, there's a joke in there somewhere about Tucker and Rufus being children. Oh yeah, I mean Melissa treats them like children, but I'm I'm not even going to go there. I don't I don't want to get myself in trouble. Yeah, this <laughs> is recorded. Yeah, no, uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll piss off everybody on Twitter. I'm not going to bring this shit. But uh, yeah, so we definitely hit some roadblocks. When you know when we're talking about uh, shopping for drum supplies, as we learned last night, <laughs> Rick, Rick and I were just confirming that what we were talking about buying lined up with what we were actually buying. Uh, what should have been a ten, ten? text me- text message thread yeah, turned like, into a thirty minute meeting oh on Discord. Oh my god! Because like this particular size of drum apparently is the hardest fucking drum head to find in the whole goddamn continental world. That's why we got the drum so cheap. <laughs> so we're sitting there like, yeah, this looks good. That looks good. Like I went to like seven different places. I ordered three drum heads from three different places and just hope to God they all get there. <laughs> uh, so, and then the other hardware, that was the hardest part is finding this fucking replacement hardware is impossible. Yeah. For the, for the snare drum specifically uh, for the snare for yeah. bases, like the, the, the rusted claws we're trying to replace the tension yeah. rods are abnormal lengths because it's this one brand of drum that's actually owned by this other brand of drum and they don't care about standardization and they're also European. So that throws everything in America right out the fucking window. Yeah. Apparently Parent companies, European, child companies, American. So uh, I guess they measure everything in furlongs. I don't know. <laughs> There's some fucking algorithm there for how it works, but it's not inches or millimeters. Yeah, this is so. why at some point we will probably get all one brand well, <laughs> battery. But right now we started we started that way. But I I still maintain for what it is. This was a good deal. I don't disagree. And I'm not I'm not bashing what we have i'm just saying like as we grow we will probably continue to try and buy specific things that we know we will have pieces of like but i mean if so like look at look at what we got if that if it's that but it's a yamaha drum like a like a yamaha concert bass or something it's like three times the cost yeah but I mean, we also don't need a ton of more of those size either. So, you know, yeah. it's, it, it is what it is. We can, we can off air discuss the, the, the intricacies of, of drum builds, but, um, but the, we're, we're at a point now where I think once it's all put together and the things that are on the wish list are, you know, grabbed, then we're, we're at what I would consider game game day acceptable for our standards yeah and so that kind of leads into prep for the 25th um again we're going to we're on the running assumption that sam will not be at anything and that's not a slam to sam that's just the reality of his life um so we're on the running assumption that sam probably will not be around for a lot of games in the first couple uh runs of the city stuff so um are we to a point we could start talking about that event or do you have other shit you want to swing through? Uh, yeah, I was going to move from shop to it. The show notes have us going from shop talk to 
practices and then into game day. But I think the next wave of practices, it's we actually aren't, after we aren't able day. to get till yeah. after. So, so we wanted to jump into 325. Yeah, let's talk 325 for a minute. Because um, there is an update on practices. Yes. Uh, and we're going to we'll pass that to you because that will be basically directly after game day. Um, so we had a practice um, one did we actually talk about that in the last one? Did we talk about our practice in the last uh, podcast? I really don't remember. Uh, Nor do I. I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, it was a good practice, though. It was a great practice. Yeah. So, um, Rick, as anybody who will listen to Sam and I talk, uh, Rick is an actual drummer um, and and legitimate music educator. So, um, Rick runs our practices. Uh, Not with, certified yet, though. That's a work in progress. No, but you actually do it as a job. Like, it is It is not... Uh, it's not a stretch to say that is actually what you do for work. So, um, while not certified by the uh, state of Missouri currently, uh, Rick is a, a legit music educator and can actually play and teach the drums, which is wonderful because I cannot. Um, but... For the 25th, you are going to be there, right? That's the plan. Cool. So Rick and I will be there. Um, we are going to move drums in at 515. So anything that is not going to be carried in, which will probably be a 22-inch bass drum, if any bass drums at all, um, we're going to move the rest of the drums in right around 515. I do need volunteers for that, so I need to know who's going to go in. That's an MLS thing. Um, I'm sure you've seen the Luligans uh, the have posted. This is not going to be St. Louis FC where we can walk in whenever the fuck we want and take drums in and carry as many people as we want. This is MLS. They actually care. We're going to be on camera. We're going to be streamed on. Is it their I MLS? Think I think it's on their website. Yeah, yeah, I think it's MLS next pro, whatever the hell it is. Dot com. Not uh, to mention the fact that we're approaching uh, approximately a first downs worth of drums. And that's just not marchable. Yeah. So we will take in especially the larger drums um, early. So we're going to need some hands for that. Uh so if you're able and willing to be there uh, at 5 or 5.15 so we can carry those in, that would be really useful. Uh, we need a ton of drummers because we do actually have drums out now. Uh, we've got some stuff that we can play. Uh, so if you've thought about playing drums, if you're on the Discord, fantastic. Uh, you've probably already seen the announcements. But uh, if you're not, come on out. Uh, play a drum nothing we play is complicated enough that if you've played an instrument ever in your life you can probably follow our rhythm um and we're out there to teach so rick will be there to help those of you who aren't uh, as familiar with some of our stuff uh, but if you are one of our veteran drummers we could use you uh, because we're going to need some people who can hold down those beats because our most veteran bass drummer uh, is on baby duty so <laughs> for the first time ever somebody else mans the big 32 with the skyline yeah so um, which I will not confirm or deny I have beaten people off of that drum yeah, <laughs> yeah Sam, Sam is very protective of that drum um, so it is quite the honor if you get to play on it, uh, but we do need people. Um, so come on out. Uh, we've got a bunch of chance that we're hoping to workshop. Um, but a lot of what we're going to be doing is just going to be standard St. Louis FC stuff updated to St. Louis city. Yeah. Please ask before just like walking up and grabbing a stick and playing yeah. the drums that, yeah. that makes me angry and I don't 
like being that kind of angry. Yeah, yeah you, I've broken people's hands for for from getting that angry. Yeah, you don't. You honestly should never just walk up and touch other people's stuff. But um, granted, our drums are are kind of sort of community property. But again, just always ask. And ninety percent of people know that I'm they, gonna you're hard, checking the camera feed. Uh, <laughs> Sam is shaking hard, his head violently. Hard to disagree with you I about mean, com, uh, community property, but uh, yeah. it. It's for a good cause. It's for a good cause. But I mean, yeah, we need we need people. Um, so if you're interested, come out, talk to us, hang out, sing some songs, play a drum. Um, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, show up, make, make, make noise. noise. Yeah, that's that's our call. But um, if you want more practice before you come out and uh, play a drum, or if you're just interested in getting into the what I'm going to call songwriting process, but that's really, uh, really, really highbrow for what we do. Um, but if you want to do that, Rick is going to give us updates on practices. I think. Uh, are we doing that right now? Yeah, do it. Well, hang on, real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, have they announced what the CDJ is going to be for the Luligan tailgate, which kicks off at uh, five fifteen in the parking garage? I don't think so. Um. But yeah, oh yeah, with the tailgate's at the top of the parking garage. Five fifteen uh, on the roof of the Olive Compton parking garage, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Herman Stadium. We're yeah. going all the way up, folks. And yeah. then all the way down. If you went to the STLFC Tulsa game there many years ago, that what was what a dis a fucking appointment <laughs> that game was. But I, that think I is, forgot to go to that one too. Yeah, that is well, where we tailgated for that. That was that was the day all of the jokes about he's not going to front flip a throw in into the goal uh, no longer became jokes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, uh, so many of St. Louis FC days. What was the, uh, somebody made the typo the other day and I made that joke. Uh, somebody tried to say years of experience and said we have tears of experience. Oh my God. And if there is no truer fucking St. Louis FC uh, <laughs> uh, statement than we have tears of experience. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, the tailgate will be amazing they always the tailgate crew even though they can't bring the trailer they're gonna do something up they always get it done um come hang out it's uh it's a friday night right that's the 25th is a friday night yes yeah it is a friday night yeah so come on out um hang out with us again it starts at 5 15 for the tailgate i think the game actually starts at seven um we've got a section we're gonna be kind of um I don't know how to describe Herman Stadium. We're not on the the home field side. I think we're on the other side, but um, you'll you'll hear us for sure. So uh, come on out. Yeah, and so we we've also interacted with a bunch of groups. Uh, you know, people uh, trying to make SGs, uh, fans, people with chant ideas. Uh, I love I love meeting everybody. Uh, we have the un the unfortunate restriction of not being able to flow freely around the stadium during the game. Yeah. So the, to sound as vain as I, I will uh, come see us so we can meet you. Yeah, we can't. We will not get out to see you. In fact, the SL uh, SLC punk guys were, they were 20 feet away from us. The Lucidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they were there the entire time. And I saw them because they have their vests on and they're very distinctive. And every time I would go to walk toward them, somebody else would grab me and go, hey, 
how about this or that or the other thing? And I just never got to them. So, um, but yeah, the, please come over and say hi. Um, we will try and get away from the drums. But again, when there are so few of us that truly know what's happening on them, it's hard for us to step away. Also, bring ear protection. Uh, can't stress enough. Protect your ears. Um, so uh, the drums are loud and protect yourself. There's no reason not to protect yourself. Um, CDJ. Yeah. At the tailgate. Uh, yeah. So uh, one thing the Lublians are very good at and everyone prides themselves on is our ability to help the community. Yes. And the thieves are being a huge part of that as well. All of the groups come together and we have all agreed that the best way we can affect change is to affect change where we can control it. So the the CDJ is the St. Louis Queer Plus Support Helpline or SQSH. Oh, that's a so good one. They Dang. are they are a hotline uh, staffed by trained LGBTQIA affirming peers who are there to provide support, provide advice, to be an ear, be whatever that community needs. Uh, and they need the support to continue running. It's never been more relevant uh, in society, but it's definitely never been more relevant than in St. Louis soccer. See the beginning of this episode <laughs> and anything on the show at Make Noise Twitter. Uh, <laughs> truth yeah they they have a local number they're toll free you can schedule conversations uh they are a local st louis specific organization who will field calls nationwide but they are truly local and truly here to help st louis it's absolutely having never been involved with them or met any of them just from what we're reading and what i'm seeing an absolute incredible resource and all of the cdj money will go to that yeah i i am very happy and i Knowing our leadership, we will very clearly make some statements with our CDJ this year about the type of groups we're giving to. And that is one that I'm very, very happy because uh, we have a lot of uh, people who identify that way in our group. And me personally, I just have a lot of people that uh, I love and I consider family that uh, fall in a lot of those uh, groups. So um support our friends support our family uh that's why zach gets so damn angry about things because uh he takes it as a personal attack on his friends and family and that's not not a thing we like so yeah. uh, but yeah please support we've given over two hundred thousand dollars to charity in the last six years um and we would love to continue to give more and more and more and the best part about mls is that it gives us a platform, a platform yeah. to a larger audience that allows us to yeah, potentially absolutely. raise more money and do more good things. And it's not us doing good things. We're not doing anything. All we're doing is raising money to give resources to people who are actually out doing the work. Um, but that's not to say the thieves did their awesome thing mm -hmm. at um, gosh, home, home, sweet home. I think it's Home Sweet Home, which is an, another organization that I independently got recommended to work with um, through another person who um, works in non profits and those types of things. So um, really, really great organization. The Thieves did some great work over there. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to them. Um, and we will try and get on board with as many of the things the Thieves are doing. And then we've actually got I've got some people i need to reach out to uh, because i want to do some more show up make noise specific uh charity work as well because it is very much 
in who we are, uh, at least who I want us to be, that um, it's not just going to be us running our miles. It's actually going to be us, you know, actually doing running and, and lifting on yeah. those things as well. So um, as much as we can be out and doing things in the community, uh, making showing up and making noise in every aspect, both, you know, personal and, and charity wise. For sure. For sure. Um, what else we got? Uh, Rick. Yeah. Uh, uh, are we doing practices now? Yeah, let's do well, practices. Wait, hang on. Let me look at the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's go to practice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if you show up to the game on the 25th, and uh, that's noise. really cool. We uh, show up and make noise. And then two days later, we're going to have our practice, our next practice on Sunday, the 27th at 5 p.m. Yeah, I believe it's 5 can't remember off the top of my head. Look, in full disclosure, I have no idea. I've I, written those days off on my calendar. I'm pretty positive it's five. I'm going to pull the Discord up. But yeah. I, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so is that going to be, you know, some Monday morning quarterbacking? Uh, there will probably be some uh, reflecting back on what we did, what worked, what didn't. Uh, maybe workshopping some chance that we don't get a chance to that we were interested in. Uh, really depends on just kind of what direction that practice goes. Uh, that rehearsal will be at Utopia Studios. I uh, got the call from them about 20 minutes before we pressed record. Awesome. Uh, so that is happening. And then later that same week on the 31st at 7 p.m., location still to be determined, uh, we are having our second practice of March. Awesome. Which will be theoretically exactly the same thing. Uh, cause not everybody can make every practice and that's okay. Uh, we just ask that you show up at least once in each of these paired practices. Yeah. Yeah. And we're very specifically trying to do uh one weekday, one weekend. Uh, so that was something we set up about when we first started having group meetings that we wanted to make it so that people had an opportunity to come, you know, when they had the opportunity and not to expect everybody to be everywhere every time. Yeah. And uh, at these practices, for those who might be listening but not sure if uh, joining the drum corps is for you or uh, maybe feel a bit nervous about the idea of learning from, as Zach put it, a real music educator, I'm not going to force you all to learn how to read music. I'm not going to force you all to learn uh, really anything super technical like that. We'll be going over maybe names of beats and how beats get constructed. Uh, we'll spend some time figuring out what does work and doesn't work uh, and what makes a good drum section tick versus a bunch of jackasses flailing sticks at tensioned membranes. That's the only reason I'm in this group. <laughs> Tension membrane was my uh, nickname in college. And that's about, yeah, that's about the most technical language I'm going to use. <laughs> The stick go boom when hit drum. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, no, I mean you're you're absolutely right. And, and even if you it's the you know drum that goes boom, don't. Uh. Got him. <laughs> Finish your drink. <laughs> I was gonna call like, if I like didn't. we uh, we did a little dump out. <laughs> uh, but no, even, you know, if you're interested, you want to see what it's about. Uh, you don't, you know, you're under no obligation to show up and put a stick in your hand and start, you know, banging away. You know, even if you just want to kind of hang out and see and get a feel, meet everybody, 
you know, you're more than welcome to do that. We're not we're not capping this. There's no per head cost of, of any of this. No. But if it's crossed your mind, hey, that looks like fun. Come hang out with us. Yeah, we are. We are not just about rehearsing drum stuff. Uh, we are using these to get. Uh, drummers used to playing with each other. We're using these rehearsals to get capos used to working with drummers. Uh, and we're always looking for people who maybe fill in the gap between like just regular SG chant members and the capo stand. Because uh, especially once we're in an area that's, you know, 25, 30 yards across and similar vertical and depth distance in the stadium, uh, having one person on a raised podium in the center is not going to work. So we're going to need a, a good network of people who know how to communicate with each other, not just drummer to capo, but drummer to chanter and chanter to capo and chanter to drummer. Yeah. And that's another thing is uh, we mentioned, uh, or maybe not all live on air, but yeah, I think we did. We talked about the Austins and Clayton, uh, but we do have, um, Clayton from Austin is a seasoned capo. Uh, Austin, uh, not from Clayton, but dated a girl from Clayton. It's from Overland. Yeah. Austin from Overland. Austin from Overland. Yeah. Um, also wants to be a capo. You don't have to play an instrument at all if you don't want to. If you're just really loud, that is equally as important. Uh, we need people who are loud and can uh, get other people to be loud. Um, we need, uh, if you are a horn player, we're not working hard on horns right now. We're trying to get rhythm down, um, but we are looking for horn players. Uh, we've got a bunch of people who have signed up who said that they can play a horn. Uh, that would be fantastic. If you want to bring one out and come hang out, bring a horn and come hang out. I don't know how much we're going to get to it, but. Um, or you just want to come hang out and, and be around drums. That's cool too. Um, we need people who can help carry things. So um, lots of opportunities to get involved where you don't have to get straight into putting a stick in your hand if you don't want to. So um, we do have, I did confirm it is the at five, five to seven, uh, on the 27th and then Thursday, the 31st is seven to 9 PM. Yeah. And Sunday, the 27th is confirmed for utopia studios. It's in the city, uh, kind of near ish. I'd say the tower Grove area. Yeah. Kind of sort of, it's, uh, really close to the Vandervetter, uh, exit off of 40. So, um, if you're coming from, uh, any of the counties uh that it's pretty easy to get to i'm not exactly sure what it's like to get to from uh 55 but um and there's no obligation to even show up for the whole of one of these practices if uh especially if you responded to the survey that got sent out on the discord chat and maybe got reposted elsewhere uh and you were available to make it to one of the overlapping times and you can only show up to one or both of these practices for half an hour or 45 minutes please show up uh, make your face known to everybody, because the more people that know each other, the tighter knit we can become as a group. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, Sam, I know we did have a couple questions uh, that popped up on Twitter. Do you have those uh, available? And then we'll stop boring people with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just do a really quick Q&A and then we'll hit some outros. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, Caleb, of course, uh, you know, big, big fan of the pod, uh, by job, they pay him to be, <laughs> uh, we still appreciate you, Caleb. I'm going to get a message by that goes, 
I like you guys. Yeah, I really, I really like, like you guys. Like, it's not just because I have to. <laughs> well, Seabeck likes this because he has to. I think. <laughs> uh, had asked uh, favorite game day meal. Obvious answer. Whatever's coming out of silly tailgate. You know, honestly, I, I agree with that. They do make amazing food, but I would say 90% of the time I also never got silly tailgate food oh, yeah. because I was always doing other things. So I would say not my favorite, but 90% of the meals that I eat before I go to game are chicken nuggets. It's like it's, I mean, they're perfect. I mean, in St. Louis FC, as soon as we moved up to North County, yeah. my St. Louis FC pregame meals were Arby's because that was the only thing with a drive through that I passed before yeah. getting to the one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, go, I go past two McDonald's, so it's easy for me to get yeah. McNuggets. Uh, but um, you know, carb load. You know, Rick, uh, what's your go to? Beer. <laughs> yeah. liquid bread still counts yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah for sure and i would say that's probably most of our uh beer or mm-hmm. cider is usually our, our pre-game meals yeah uh chris had asked uh do we have our three mile pre-game match mapped out yet uh i assume that means march there i go just reading the script <laughs> uh, yeah we we actually do uh it's been expanded it's now a transatlantic journey we're starting in london and we're taking a yeah. wooden sail ship it's to uh, uh, Boston. <laughs> Ship it down to Boston. Sound soundbite of a dog attack is floating down the Ohio River. It really is a three mile pregame march because that's how fucking long you have to walk to get down out of that garage. That's true. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's a bitch of a walk. Yeah, it's uh, at least four flights down that. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's not really a three mile march, but it's probably you know it's a good six hundred foot march. You know, but, just enough to but we get can the blood pumping. Send you a couple times around the parking garage. Yeah, if, yeah, if, you're, if, you, feeling if you're feeling it, it, yeah, just we'll send you on a lap or two. Well, we'll never str- been to Herman. Do they have like a, a track? No, they are not a. They are not surrounded by a track. The field is it. Like maybe we can just take a couple laps and call it a day. Maybe I'm just not that observant, but I thought I just went right out on the field. Have you and I have been to Herman together, right? I, like we I've were been at there the like Tulsa four game times, together. man. Is it surrounded by a track? Look, man, I'm not observant. I don't. I, I, I think it is. Maybe you're right. Hey. Look, I'm. Both don't know. Look, it's got care. a big concrete set of bleachers and walls, and we can make noise against that. So. Yeah, for sure. That, that's what matters. Stick uh, go boom. Right. Uh, God, I, any update on Sam's big new drums and the legs that may or may not fit them? We don't have to get into the details of whether or not we bought the wrong legs because fucking I'm not going to admit it. Uh, but we touched on that in the shop talk. I mean, we could blame Jim for that. <laughs> Does that mean if we get him to fit, we get to blame Jim for getting us legs that fit? Sure. All right. I'll, I'll give them both blame and credit. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> they go all the way up. Sullivan, not Bellinger. I don't want. I don't want the wrong gym to feel bad. Yeah, we're, we're gonna attack our gyms. We want to get the right gyms. Uh, but, not, but we're not attacking you, Jim. I don't. I don't want you to think that we're angry at you. Uh, yeah. And the, the last question, and I, man, we could have a whole fucking episode about this. Will there be a safe space in the supporter section for people who think drums are loud and evil? Yeah, One, it's called the concourse. <laughs> Snipe. Look, yeah, uh, I, I, I actually thought up. that one out. That was not impressive. Yo, I, it was it was brilliant. Uh, you, you sound like you're ready to address this. I mean, I just I just like to mock the people who hate the drums. Like, if if you really don't want to be near drums, there's lots of room in that stadium that aren't going to be directly next to a drum. 
Um, and if you hate drums that much, soccer is not going to be your sport in North America. I'm sorry. Like everywhere in North America has drums for soccer. Um, I'm sorry that you don't like them. South America gets a pretty good turnout. Let's let's not exclude an entire continent. But, you know, everybody who's coming out and bashing the drums, they all have exactly the same line fed from exactly the same person. Uh, And it's the same boring line of, I don't want to hear all these stupid uh, cheer uh, glee club drummers playing the same turn off off. your hearing aid fuck off then don't like and also we're not trying to do the same chance everybody else is trying to do so yeah but also like it's a big supporter section yeah so like go to the side and there's three other sides of the stadium too like yeah i I mean i i get it's a square yeah there's not there is nothing else in the supporter section that makes it more appealing than the other touchline. Yeah. I just, look, all I'm saying is we've talked about this at nauseum. We don't have the culture that has bred people to sing songs spontaneously for 90 minutes or for 60 minutes or whatever. The way that we communicate what chant it is that we're doing is through a drum. And it's a pretty easy way for 90% of our chance. You can pick up what we're doing based off the beat. There's a, there's a lot of American music history and a lot of just generic American history that follows that exact same trend. Yep. And I'm not going to bore you all with those details, but this goes back to the revolutionary war. Yeah. Like it literally is different drum patterns were for, you know, retreat or attack or or go to bed, wake up. Yeah. It's time to eat. Yeah. So that's my favorite drum beat. It's time to eat. (laughs) And in that vein, we have a drum beat for more beer. (laughs) We do. We, we do, we do. Uh, There was something about the Roman Berkey signing that I was like, this is really relevant to the podcast and what we would talk about. But I got so fucking excited about it and then ramped up about MLS being rumor mill dickbags. Uh, sorry, peddling their own rumors. Uh, you talk about drums in the supporter section and not wanting to be a part of them. Look, this dude stood in front of the yellow wall for years. Yeah. And they don't stop. Like we talk about how we go for full 90. They don't stop. Yep. They are a next level group of noisemakers and chaos creators. Like I like I like that marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But like like (laughs) fuck it. We're we're changing our name. (laughs) We're not the yellow wall. No. (laughs) But look, Lutz, Lutz has talked about a supporter group and he's specifically mentioned how the yellow wall does it big imposing dominating loud crazy like and and Berkey's the guy who stood in front of it for years yeah so like I don't want to say I'm not saying we need to be the yellow wall but like this is a guy who's going to feed off of that right and this is this is going to be a team that feeds off that kind of energy like this this has to be a thing well and that's the other thing that the drums aren't for you in the supporter section. They're not for the family sitting down at whatever. The whole point of the drums, and we've gotten it from players themselves who say when they're tired at the 80th minute and they hear us 
kick up and start pushing them forward, it helps them keep running. Like, that's the point of the drum, is that it gives you something. What do you do when you go out for a run? And I know those of you who are like, Zach's never gone for a run. Yes, I did once. Um, and you know what I did? I listened to music during it because it makes it better. <laughs> it takes your mind off of what you're doing and it gives you something to focus on to move forward. And that's what a drum does to me. And it, it moves an entire section and it helps drive the game forward. So um, that's why drums connect with me it, it just makes sense in my head and that's why we're going to continue to do it um and we can keep mocking those people who don't want drums because you know it's just silly if you don't want the drums i'm sorry uh, yeah, we, we we're never going to be the yellow wall we're not. It, it would be nice at one point to go up you know accidentally run into somebody somewhere just be like well hey like what's it like playing in front of a supporters end of 3000 instead of a supporters end of a, an invasion sized army of people in Germany yeah and I'll never expect him to say oh this is way better but like there's still got to be positivity there that yeah. isn't PR fluff like I want him to enjoy standing in front of us and to hear standing in front of us and that I don't know, to me it's a it's a big deal yeah no I I totally agree I I think that that is something that we can aspire to but again we're never going to be that intimidating either because no, we're, and that, we're a bunch and that's of goofballs fine, but like i mean we still need to be heard and we still need to be loud and there's a number like rick said go to the fucking concourse yeah well i mean we know how to be loud we've done it for years we will continue but also to be yeah the like, team's uh, the team's been planning i think from very early on to have kind of a a safe desensitizing space within the yeah, stadium yeah, and uh, sure. if you really don't like the drums you can go there and cry with the other children but but also <laughs> t directly off of that like i think the the general group of people who carry a high degree of excitement for the supporters end could also just Back the fuck off the people who want to complain about the drums. Let them complain about it. Maybe somebody's like genuinely concerned about the level of noise. Like maybe somebody's like, well, if I get too close, I need earplugs. I just don't want to wear earplugs. Like, just fucking let them. But to uh, torch a guy because he's uh, like drums are loud. Like, uh, come on. Well, I never torch them on the actual. Well, thing. I'm also I, not talking. Yeah, about I you. know. No, I understand. But normally it is me. Uh, but that's, to that point, I don't attack the people who say stupid shit about us like i specifically stay away from the people who talk yeah, shit on again us. not yeah, not talking but, about you sp but what specifically I'm, but, but what i'm saying is like i'm not normally the example of what to do in a situation um the the ngs thing being the the key of that but the only reason i went after them is because they were terrible trolls and i wanted to show them how to correctly troll someone and i did um second of all uh, <laughs> and we're proud of it <laughs> no we're not uh the second of all is that a lot of people try to jump on the bandwagon when i'm going at somebody and i would say stay away from it because you're not it's not going to it's not gonna help and you don't want to be associated with me while you're doing it but also don't try and emulate me in those situations where somebody's coming in and saying 
the drums are dumb or whatever. Like you don't need to go after that guy because that guy's dumb anyway, and we don't need to tell him. Like, well, let him let to, him be dumb. To be fair, like there's a number of cultures in the soccer community worldwide that don't have games revolving around supporter sections screaming and playing drums. Like I totally get that. That's I, totally good. I'm just saying, like if somebody wants to come and have a good time and be in the supporter section and support the club awesome if they don't like drums and they're like man i don't like drums they're not some fucking old guy yelling at kids get off my lawn but i feel like caleb has explained to everybody who has signed up for the supporter section this is what it is like yeah no it's no one's coming into this like you don't know what a fucking supporter section is in mls do 20 people need to slam this dude no i'm I'm specifically saying no don't do that but i'm also saying you're dumb if you don't know what the supporter section in MLS is. Like, well, if they were, you know, maybe they need to be our thirteenth listener to, <laughs> to the pod to figure out what it's about. I don't know. I just think that, I, that the, person isn't going to listen to us though because they've already got their mind made up of what they think that and is. That's fine. I just like just let them. Why go. are you being magnanimous right now? Nobody likes a magnanimous person. Just let them go off. That's with why their we don't like <laughs> Joking. I love you, Baker. <laughs> Fuck. We almost made the entire episode. I know. Oh, we have, my we God, have a quote. Right, uh, we got a quote. I actually haven't. I don't think I've said uh, the other one's name. I said, fuck you, Matt, once, but that was not at Baker. So, um, but I, I haven't yeah. mentioned the other person. Well, so. whatever. Anyway, you know, if drums aren't for you, that's fine. If drums aren't for somebody else, that's fine. But you don't have to constantly remind them they're the wrong fucking place and they're stupid. Like, yeah, especially some of the names of the people who are jumping on the people who say they don't like drums. Like, you don't do anything to have anything to do with this fucking anyway. So just like leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> like, we can torch our reputation enough without your help. <laughs> yeah, Zach is very good at torching his own reputation. I don't need any anyone's help um and yeah don't uh don't take my drumming away from me i drum for work i drum for fun (laughs) don't take my drum fun but yeah it's look other people aren't gonna get it other people haven't gotten it for years they're still not gonna get it they don't matter like the people that don't get it don't matter is is realistically the end of it it if they don't get what we're doing okay fine don't get it just stay away from me while you don't get it. Like, and that's my only problem with those people is you come to my page and tell me you don't like drumming. Go fuck yourself. Go, go tell your other friends who don't like loud noises. You don't like loud noises. Like I don't give a shit (laughs) and you're not going to change my opinion by coming and trying to tell me you are. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, same thing to those other people. Don't attack those people. But also if you don't like drums, keep it to your fucking self. I mean, yeah, it's it's not. (laughs) Talk to your mic, Sam. It's not a, it's not a problem that you don't like drums. I just fucking don't like drums somewhere else. Yeah. That's what Uh, I'm saying. Just just do it somewhere else. We did have one more question you did not mention though. It was, it was the big Twitter question that I'm sticking with. I originated, or we originated. I don't know that I specifically did, but oh, yeah. the the <laughs> canon, the canon that came up today. You're absolutely right. I'm sticking I, with I, that. I, is our that is our idea. <laughs> oh, it's a hundred percent. It's a it's a hundred percent. Absolutely, and, our idea. And the fact that we got tagged in it, like we hadn't ever thought about it, cracks me up. <laughs> I think I just injected myself into the conversation because I'm like, there's no, you're not talking about a T-Rev cannon without us getting involved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I actually was also thinking like we should just do like a water slide, but of marinara sauce and like you just come down the aisle on a water slide of marinara. Good sticky fun. <laughs> 
also we were actually this is, i don't know if you followed at all in the show up make noise uh, account we've been talking chants and somebody mentioned that we should have a polka chant because we have all of these german players uh we thank have- you carlos Oh, was it Carlos? Oh, yeah. I believe it was Carlos. I love Carlos. Uh, so anyway, we have uh, a polka chant came up, and I don't know a lot about... I know two polka songs. My grandpa was Polish. I know two polka songs. One of them is Who Stole the Kibasa? Didn't think that was appropriate for this. Second one was Roll Out the Barrel. Um, and Roll Out the Barrel, as a German drinking or a Polish drinking song, German drinking song, is a super fun song to begin with. And uh, we may try and run with that as a tag on or maybe a precursor to more beer because that would be a fun one. I'm here for it. And with all the breweries. You said polka song. And the only thing I can picture is a scene at Home Alone where she had to hitch a ride with John Candy and his polka band, (laughs) like in the back of the U-Haul. I I can't hear polka without thinking Weird Al. Like it just everything I hear is Weird Al. And in fact, I did find a version of Weird Al playing Roll Out the Barrel with the the tonight show band or something Nothing about that surprises me <laughs> yeah uh but that does mean that uh this group is now looking or has another opening uh we are now in addition to looking for a necromancer trying to find an accordion player if you're an accordion necromancer the accordion playing necromancer have we got a fucking job for you we'll pay you in beer yeah. I'm, I'm telling you the labor market is insane right now i mean how long have you been trying to find one of these it's so hard to find a qualified necromancer much less one who can play in a squeeze box (laughs) (laughs) that's what they should have named the stadium (laughs) the squeeze box box. (laughs) i mean we could (laughs) (laughs) anthony we can call whatever the hell we want to call it Oh, well, it took an hour and a half for us to get to laugh like an idiot, but uh, we got there eventually. (laughs) Hey, we got there. Uh, That's it for show notes. All right. Well, um, I think we've blathered on for more than enough time. Do we have any final thoughts? I'm going to make an official plea that maybe we cut out some of the shit we've talked about. (laughs) We can cut cut the entire episode. I don't think any of it was fun. So... uh, We just go, we were literally just going to put out an episode, which is us at the very beginning, just making fucking noises. Like, but we didn't record that. I thought we did. I thought we had recorded. No, we didn't, the pre- we didn't oh. press. I don't think we pressed record. I don't know. We're going to find out eventually. If if we put out a three minute episode, that's just me introducing it and then fucking ASMR noises. To Sam, Sam, you got some beverage left? Sam, very slowly. Oh, I hate it so much. (laughs) Oh, God, no. We just lost seven listeners. We had 12. We just lost seven of them. Uh, All right. Um, (laughs) This has been Show Up, Make Noise, I guess. Uh, (laughs) We did show up. We we, showed up. We we made noise. This might not ever see the light of day. I'm so sorry. This has been the last episode. (laughs) The last episode. The FCC is officially stepping in. We're we're angry and sad. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to the other six days of the week where we're sad and angry. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the other way. It's more fun, but it's the other way. <laughs> George Carlin made an entire career out of that. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. George Carlin made an entire career out of being angry, sad. Um, all right. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm Rick. And I'm still Sam. And uh, we'll see you next time. And we're so sorry. <laughs> now, fuck off. get real close in on that mic let's get some get some real real uh foley going in on here this is show up make noise we've become an asmr podcast (laughs) we literally just show up and make noise Let's uh, let's try and make it ten seconds of silence. One, two, three, four.